Thank you, Vaughn, for bringing us headlines. Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and you're still listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. We have eyes and knees right now. We've moved it from Friday. It's now every Thursday from 5 to 6. And this show is all about um, our legislative chambers. On eyes and knees, we talk about... Um, the laws that are being debated at the state and national assemblies and we take a look at how these chambers are performing their oversight duties on the executive. Now, everyone's talking about President Tinubu's uh, ministerial list. What should an ideal cabinet nominee confirmation look like? What should an ideal cabinet nominee confirmation look like? You obviously have been following this story. The constitution gives the president and governors 60 days from inauguration to submit their list of cabinet nominees to the Senate and the State House of Assembly, uh, respectively. That's our legislative hard fact for today. The constitution gives the president and governors 60 days from inauguration to submit their list of cabinet nominees to the Senate and the State Houses of Assembly, respectively. Balatinubu waited until the dying minute to do his own. 16 governors are yet sending their own list. But the process of picking commissioners, picking ministers, it doesn't end with these lists. These are just nominees. The uh, legislature is giving the power to confirm or reject them. And that's why we talk about the confirmation process, which kicks off right now. Joining me to talk about how confirmation works and everything else related to this is the senior program executive at Order, pa- uh, Order Paper, Temidayo Taiwusidik. Thank you so much for joining us on Eyes and Nays. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening, Sandra. Um, good evening, Lagos. Mm. Pleasure to be back. Lagos, we want to hear from you as well. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your questions. I know that we've been talking about this list since 3 p.m. today, but it is the biggest story in the country, so why not? Now, Tamidayo, the list that got to the Senate only has 28 names. The Constitution says that the president must have at least one minister from each state meaning that there must be at least 36 names, you know, on a complete list. If the deadline passes before uh, Tinubu submits eight more names, you know, would he have complied with the Constitution? Sorry, you want to take that again? I didn't, I didn't get the last. If the deadline had passed... This uh, So today is the final day. Today is day 60, right? If by the end of the day, yeah. we don't get eight more names, would he have complied with the Constitution? You, uh, If I heard you right, if he had turned in um, how many names, would he have complied with the so Constitution? So right now, he has submitted 28. Constitution demands that he does at least 36, a representative from each state. As we stand right now, we have eight slots outstanding. If at the end of today, which is day 60, we don't get those eight names, can it be said that he has met the requirements of the Constitution? 
Okay, I, I think it's a tricky one. Um, it's something for the lawyers to to determine. I mean, interpretation of the constitution. However, um, what the constitution specifies, um, two things that we are sure that the constitution talks about in section one hundred and forty-seven um, is that uh, and one hundred and forty-eight is that the president has um, powers to constitute a cabinet, and then um, but. Of course, that, those powers are limited to the point that um, he has to send a list of nominees for um, screening and, and, appoint, and confirmation by the Senate. And then, like you rightly said, um, one minister, um, ministerial nominee must come from each state, and then we have um, 28 at current. It's, it's really um, a dicey one for me um, because this is the first time we are trying um, we're trying this method of putting a time frame. Of course, you know what happened under the worry, uh, but I'm sure we'll get to talk talk more about that. For me, I think that um, the major thing that has been fulfilled is that he has um, shown that intent to to uh, constitute a cabinet and he has forwarded it within the time frame. Actually, on the on the actual day of the the, the deadline, mm. and then um, but it still feels like it leaves much to be desired because when you consider that it's supposed to appoint um, one person um, from each state. And I think um, when you even look at the fact that the list does not even state um, what state each uh, either person comes from, either of the um, nominees. In fact, from what I see, it appears that as, as we speak, um, Kasena State appears to have... Um, um, okay, let me not say Kasina State has two nominees, but it appears that there are two persons from Kasina State on that list already, which means that um, if, if we're going to even look at it and say that 28 states have so far benefited from the nomination, um, I think you would even want to look at it again and say 27. And this has to do with um, Anatsu Musawa, um, who is... Um, from um, um, Kasina State, and then another name, I'll get that shortly while we are on. So um, to go back to what it really is, I think that the president has fulfilled the constitutional requirement, but the extent to which he has fulfilled that is something that lawyers will need to We'll need to, to debate. Um, I mean, it, it reminds me of, you know, being in school and having an assignment to submit, and, you know, you have all this time in the world um, to submit the assignment. Can you hear me? It, sound, it looks like you're struggling to hear me. Are you struggling to hear me? It's breaking up. I, I'm not sure why today. Oh, uh, oh apologies about that. It's probably like a, a network thing. Our, our tech team will work hard to uh, fix that problem. But I was saying that this is like having assignments back in the day and submitting the assignment last minute, you know, waiting until the last day to submit it. I, I mean, I, I've done it a number of times. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, you who's listening to me right now, you've probably done it a few times as well. Now, um, I said earlier on that 16 governors are yet to submit their commissioner nominees to their state houses of assembly um so it's taking tinubu 60 days to bring his incomplete list these are politicians who campaign for months temidayo they campaign for months before getting sworn in why is it so difficult for them to get these cabinet lists together because bear in mind that in other countries with presidential systems we see their presidents announcing ministers in the first couple of days or even before they even take off itself you don't know who go date their cabinet you know and i'm thinking about places like kenya 
and South Africa and Ethiopia. I'm not even going to places like the US or, or, or Britain, for example. So why is it so difficult for our own politicians to to to, to, to get it together? And I, I don't know that it's even about, oh, you know, you worked with people during the election, some people helped you get elected, you have to compensate them. It's the same situation in Kenya and South Africa and Ethiopia and the US and in Britain. They work together. Some of those people that they worked with during an election, they get some, some sort of com- uh, compensation as well. So if these people can get it done in a few days, why is it so difficult here, in your opinion? So I have to, I have to answer to that question. Number one is that um, I think that for me, if you, if you ask my personal opinion, I'm really, really surprised, and I believe that a lot of supporters of the president um, would be surprised that um, it took 28 days to produce this um, list uh, without going into the merit or the merit of the list. But these are names that, I mean, the president could probably have submitted on 30th of May, um, the morning after he left the Eagle Square. Um, uh, <laughs> Governor Wiki, former Governor Wiki, um, former Governor Nasir. But these are people that um, the moment he was announced winner, he, he perhaps was sure that he was going to uh, make them ministers, except perhaps they, they, they turned him down and he was just able to uh, beg, uh, beg them or appeal to them to consider his uh, nomination, which I doubt is the case given uh, the situation in Nigeria. Right. Then, other thing I want to talk about is the fact that lately when the, the delay kept coming for somebody who said, I'm going to eat the ground running from day one, day two, I'm going to eat the ground running, day three, I'm going to do that. One thing that people will probably... Um, that we've seen um, as a result of uh, numerous speculation is that they had to do security screening. Um, and the security screening is usually done by uh, the DSS and then um, I'm sure the EFCC to make sure that these people uh, do not in any way constitute um, some form of security and threat to the government, uh, bringing them close to the seat of power if, if um, they constitute some form of threat. But even at that, I still think that because it's from one government um, of the same party to another, the moment he won, he started penciling down his name, the names he wanted to use. And then in the first week, you are submitting his name to the DSS and saying, um, you should um, check out these guys for me. I still think it would have been possible in the first 30 days. And then um, to answer the question about um, is it an African thing? Um, it's, no, it's, it's, not, not, it's, it's not an African thing. But it's, it's a Nigerian thing, rather. Yes, it's difficult for us to hear. Is it a Nigerian thing? So, Sandra, let me give you the records. Um, President Maru Musayera Adua took 22 days to submit his list to um, to the Senate. He, President Obasanjo took five on, days. Was, President Obasanjo took five days in in his first term, nineteen ninety nine. He took twenty five. So 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 perhaps it's not a Nigerian thing at the national level. You know, perhaps it's a yeah. So like I said, an APC I, I think thing? it's a Nigerian thing. Is it an APC I think it's a thing? Did you Sorry, hear? Are you there? Did you hear me? Yes, I'm here. 
Did you hear my question? I was saying, uh, so I was saying that with a passenger, you had five days and then you had um, um, 25 days, Yaradua, 22 days, uh, Jonathan, 30 days. Is it, um, is it a Nigerian thing? Is it an APC thing? Because um, the first time he went for like six months was under President Buhari um, with the APC. So is it, is, it a, is it perhaps about the political party? But then you don't have AP, APC as um, the entire 16 states where um, commissioners are, are, haven't been chosen, they're not all APC states, you know. So um, if, if you're asking, you, if you can't say that it's an APC thing because then what's the excuse for these governors in these states? Why haven't they chosen their, their own uh, um, um, commissioners um, um, either? So for me, um, I'm a bit... Um Conflated. I, I, the answer, I have the answers, but I'm wondering if the answers don't defy um, logic. Because I was going to say that there, uh, clearly it's a case of lack of preparation. An opposition party, for example, is supposed to have a shadow cabinet. They have people in the waiting at, presented as an alternative to the government in power, mm -hmm. as well as their policies. Mm -hmm. So you are. I, I was saying to somebody some uh, minutes ago. Let's even look at the Labour Party, for example, that isn't um, in power now. Mm -hmm. I expect that they should have somebody. Anytime they want to critique policies on education, mm -hmm. they perhaps have somebody who they send to the media to do that. They want to critique policies on agri. They want to critique critique policies on finance. They have somebody to do that, which almost kind of like make you feel okay. This is the alternative, and they are making reference to their manifesto mm. that if we were in power, this is what we would have done. Mm. So. Um, it's, um, the same thing for the PDP, not just Labour Party. So my point is that if you are really prepared for governance, mm -hmm. you would have seen clearly that you have your, your guys waiting. And so if you are just a government in waiting, that's the word I want to use. Mm. But while I want to say lack of preparation for power, how do we say this of President Tinubu, for example, who... Um, told us that it's been his lifelong ambition to uh, to be president. So what really happened in his own case? I should even say that President Tsunubu did take longer time than, um, than President Buhari in the second term. It took President Buhari about 55 days to submit a list to cabinet in 2019. I know that the first term it took um, over 124 days. Um, but in, in the second term, it took him 55 days. And it was that um, this is the first time that we have a constitutional window for this thing to be done. Mm -hmm. Imagine for someone like President Buhari, who didn't even have that constitution, uh, constitutional window locking around his neck. Mm -hmm. So I, I really want to say that it's a surprise. And if you ask me, while I believe, first of all, that in the case of most of the governors, it's, it has to do with lack of preparation. Mm -hmm. you, um, you preparing for... Um, to win election is one thing. Mm. Preparing for governance is the second mm. level thing. A famous writer says, we campaign in poetry and we govern in prose. <laughs> so um, beyond the main rhetorics, beyond the many things that you see on the campaign ground, mm. when the push comes to show, form a government that reveals what your mind is, mm -hmm. your character in terms of choosing people, mm -hmm. it's in the cabinet that we first get to see this. But one other point I, I really want to also drop forward is the fact that um, the politics of things also um, does show, which is that when you look at the President Tinubu um, list, for example, mm -hmm. you will see clearly that you have people who lost elections. The only woman who contested for... Um, the APC presidential primary is there. Um, 
Her name is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some people who are, are special. So a few technocratic minds, like the people who are special advisors currently. Um, but apart from that, there is a fact that most of these people are politicians, former governor of Jigawa, former governor of Eboni, former governor of Rivers, former governor of Kaduna. And then you have about six um, former lawmakers. Um, um, some of them lost elections. The last election, you see that they lost the governorship election or they couldn't return back to parliament yeah. and so when you look at all of this it just shows clearly that it's we can say fully now that from obasanjo to um tinubu 99 to 2023 you cannot have a list in nigeria without former politicians it's actually one way to compensate your loyalists how well these people now deliver the good is another topic for another day. All right, Lagos, let me remind you that for states, 16 of the 28 governors have not submitted cabinet nominees. So these states include Sokoto, Enugu, Cross River, Plateau, Niger, Lagos, Ogun, Kwara, Boronu, Adamawa, Nasarawa, Kebi, Benue, Zamfara, Yobe, and Gombe. We have heard uh, from Abia, Akwaibom, Bauchi, Delta, Ebonyi, Jigawa, Kaduna, Katsina, Kano, Oyo, Rivers, and Taraba. These uh, uh, states, 12 of these governors have submitted their own cabinets. They met the deadline, but um, these other governors from those 16 states have not submitted their own cabinet yet. Now, uh, Temidayo, the constitution imposes a 60-day deadline but it is silent on what should happen if a president or governor violates it. What can the legal consequences be for a president or governor in this situation? Now, of course, you're not a lawyer, but I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, What can the legal consequences be? Can the office be sued? Can the office holder be impeached? What are are the legal... What what could it be? What can it be? What, What can the consequences be? I think that um, we have a we practice a presidential system of government for a reason, which is that um, three arms of government serve as checks on one another. Mm. In this case, the constitution says in section 192 um, that state governors are supposed to forward their list um, uh, of of um, would be commissioners mm. to. Um, the state assembly, um, section 147, also does that uh, federal level. Mm-hmm. And that has not been done. That in itself constitutes um, a gross abuse, uh, gross misconduct, as mm-hmm. it were. Mm-hmm. Then it's a breach of the constitution, the very ground norm from which all laws in the country are derived. Mm-hmm. And it's also that document which you swore an oath to protect. Mm-hmm. If you want to define an impeachable offense, Sandra, I think that number one on the list as of today should be the fact that a governor is unable to fulfill a constitutional requirement within his first 60 days in office. Hmm. That's nothing can be more uh, nothing can be more impeachable um, than that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, strong words from Tamidaya Taiwasidik. Tamidaya Taiwasidik is the senior, is a senior program officer, uh, program executive at Order Paper. Now, Tamidaya, um, the names have gotten to the Senate, um, at least some of them. What's the next step? 
what does the confirmation process look like but before we even get to that what do you think about these these names coming without um their portfolios um let's let me say that we had written um we had, we had written a special report to talk about um what the screening process should look like um i mean being a parliamentary monetary organization right for me um i think that we have not stopped going around circles in nigeria i know that a lot of um anticipation was built around this list everybody was eager to see um, what the president's hand is in terms of choosing his men and women. Mm. And then it's also important for the economy because it does reveal to the market um, as well as investors mm. um, what this president's mind or what a governor's mind in case of a state will look like. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the first three points I have to make, number one, we have not stopped going around circles. For us not to have portfolio, was um, we don't even have states in this case hmm. to know which state is um, this person is coming from. Okay, not so important to governors, but if the conscience says that, why are you removing that? Not so um, quite even surprising that um, the list was presented by a former uh, presiding officer in the National Assembly. I think these are things that should um, be the, should be there, and it's important to also say that um, as it relates to portfolios. While the constitution does not specify that portfolios should be attached, I think that um, it would not have been a bad thing to have, say, let me give an example, Dr. Beta Edu, who is on the list. Um, we know that she's a medical doctor and we know that currently she's a PC national woman leader. And um, I, was, I was expecting perhaps that this president will be innovative and then you come up with things like um, areas where this person is likely to be appointed into if you don't want to state clearly that this is the portfolio one of them will be women affairs she's national woman leader she's done some work in um governizing the apc women at least until the court says otherwise they've secured election victory so you put women affairs there um, another one is the fact that because she said she's a medical doctor uh, former commissioner for health in cross river you are saying Health is another place that this person is likely to be. And then the third one, you possibly um, say, okay, she's a young person in her 30s. Um, there's the Ministry of Youth and Social Development and you are putting youth. So those are three areas. It is even possible that after sending this to the Senate, you go ahead and when they confirm these people, because culture does not uh, make, uh, make it compulsory for you to follow that, mm. you go ahead and appoint her to Ministry of Labor. I mean, that's your choice. Mm. But... It's needed to make the screening process effective. Mm. Sandra, during the Obasanjo administration, senators asked a, um, a, a ministerial nominee why she was not married. You can imagine that kind of um, um, ridiculousness. Very question. <laughs> okay, hold that thought. We'll take a break. When we come back from this break, Lagos, we will uh, talk a bit more about um, this business of providing a list without the portfolio. To quote Femi Adeshino, I, 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 and every journalist in Nigeria sounding like broken records at this. Point. The only state.
station that puts you first. Security apparatus that we have, they are not only ghosts. They cannot be everywhere at the same time. Let every Nigeria be the first responder to whatever crime that is being perpetrated towards them. You see, if government is doing exportation, I know that nobody is going to portray them. And they will create jobs for people, but they're just sitting down there waiting for money to be shared. Your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. What should an ideal cabinet nominee confirmation look like? My guest on the show is our guest every Friday on Eyes and Nays. Eyes and Nays is where we focus on the legislative arm of government. What are they doing? How are they doing it? Part of their job is to keep an eye on the executive. Are they doing that right? Well, one of the most important things they do is take a look at the people who want to help the president achieve his vision. It's called a confirmation screening. Order Paper is Nigeria's independent parliamentary uh, parliamentary monitoring organization. They're also a policy think tank and they bridge the gap between the people and parliament. They are on social media at Order Paper. And that's why we have them on the show today talking to us about this. We have the senior program executive at Order Paper, Temidaya Taiwo Siddiq, talking to us today about this list that the president sent on the last day and uh, incomplete. Now, Temidayo, before the break, I said to you, why is it that when we are getting this list, we don't get it, it's, we don't get it alongside um, the portfolio that um, these nominees uh, will be handling? Why do we get just a list and then the ministers are having to ask, uh, the senators and, and lawmakers are having to ask ridiculous questions like, why are you not married? Yes, um, Sandra. So I, I was stating that um, the reason is really difficult to phantom, but uh, we talked about the fact that the constitution does not specify that portfolio should be attached. But I think that um, common sense um, would be that to make a screening um, process effective, it means that um, portfolios have to be attached. Imagine um, you being um, recruited for a job without knowing what the role um the recruiters don't know what role they are going to. Uh, oh, they're they are going you to place for. you. They're mm-hmm. just screening you to know whether you fit into the organization. I know that we like to make government very complex. I have not been in government before, so you may want to excuse me. But <laughs> I'm, I'm a student of history, I'm a student of political science. I do know that government is not so. It's a social organization. It's not so different from the church. It's not so different from the family, if you even want to look at it. And so. There is no instance where somebody will recruit somebody for a job without portfolio. Mm. And so the point remains that um, there is a possibility that the president does not want to reveal his hand. Um, he still wants to withhold some form of um, secrecy, mm. uh, being the person that holds the, uh, the, um, the ace in deciding what you become in the cabinet. Mm. But I'm saying we need to move past this. This is 24 years after we are going around circles. And I, I gave an example before we went on break. Even if you are not saying the actual position that you are you are tipping this person for, mm-hmm. you could, I expected something innovative, which is 
get three positions where this person can likely fit into. So it gives them um, a sense of being. I don't think that this not fixing portfolio does reflect on how these ministers perform eventually. Because think, think, about, think, be think about the education minister before he left. Adamu admitted that he had no idea about the education ministry. He had no knowledge of this portfolio that he had been handed. Imagine that person being in charge of Nigeria's education. Because that's, yeah, it's, you know? It's really a sad, it's really a sad story. I mean, let's even look at this interview, for example, that we're talking about, Sandra. I mean, I know that I'm going to be on this interview today. I am um, an expert in this field, mm -hmm. but I still have to check the books to be sure that I'm giving Lagos mm -hmm. what is factual, what mm -hmm. is correct and authoritative. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with ministerial position. Yes, you know that somebody is going to be a minister, the president has chosen you. But what about preparing your plan? Is it on, on when you get there, you understand navigating the politics of ministries and departments and also trying to also come up with a plan? Mm -hmm. So I think it does affect, it's the bane of governance in Nigeria. But what's important to also say there is the fact that apart from this innovative um, approach I thought would have come, there is the, there is the part that um, the portfolio helps the lawmakers to ask the right question. That's right. It helps them to know what really this person will be bringing on board. You need to hear what the um, you need to hear what the 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 Senate spokesman said some minutes ago. I mean, we have that story on our website where he talked about um, a minister is supposed to know something about everything. I get that. Even a journalist is supposed to know something about everything i don't so know that, that it, i, I, I don't know that a minister is supposed to know something about everything i mean that's a journalist a journalist is supposed to know something about everything a minister though i don't know a minister is supposed to know about leadership is supposed to uh, know about negotiation is supposed to know about conflict resolution conflict management but most importantly they're supposed to know a lot about the ministry that or the industry or the sector that um, they're about to be entrusted with. So I'm, 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 I'm curious about the, the headspace where uh, a potential screener is saying you're supposed to know something about everything. It's, it's giving, um, uh, what's, that, uh, what's that category of exam that we used to take back in the day? Oh, it's not quantitative reasoning now. Uh, is, it, is it general, general something? I've forgotten now. I, I can't remember now. See, this is one thing that the journalist doesn't <laughs> quite know. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 an interesting um interesting opinion to have as one of the lawmakers who will potentially screen um, these nominees that the president um, has put forward. Now we have just one minute left, but in that time, could you? tell us um, um, just you know very quickly we'll come back to this next week would you tell can you tell us what the next step is now that we have a list okay so I'm pretty sure um, section 147 uh, subsection 6 gives the Senate um, 21 working days to conduct the screening hmm. if they don't conduct the screening all that, that time it's uh, the president can go ahead and appoint his minister hmm. but that's the time frame that they have and the Senate has said they will commence screening on Monday, 31st of July by 11 a.m. Hmm. Now, this is the extra information I want Lagos to get. According to the Senate um, rule book, 
um, nominations shall be made by the president to the Senate. And if the responsibilities of the nominees are specified, they will be referred to the appropriate committee, which is what you talked about mm. earlier. Mm. And if they are not stated, they will be referred to the committee of the whole. So it means that we are, we are in for another round of um, general questions. Recite the national anthem, recite the national pledge. Why are you not married? And then um, this will be done in the open, however. But some things that happens in between now and Monday, mm -hmm. um, these people, if there's any one of them who has served in government before, mm -hmm. they are supposed to declare their assets and liabilities mm -hmm. before they come for the screening. Mm -hmm. And also they are supposed to uh, do some form of fingerprint clearance mm -hmm. um, um, by the first criminal investigation department of, of the police. These are major things that must happen. But I want Nigerians, Lagosians, not to expect that these people will meet a particular committee because the president did not assign, uh, attach their responsibilities. Maybe between now and Monday, we will hear uh, about portfolios. Semida Taiwo Sidik, thank you very much for your time. I'll see you next week, Thursday, bright and early. Monday, Lagos will dive deeper into the screening process. Thankfully, it starts at 11, so by the time I'm on air at 3 p.m., we will have information uh, to work with on the big weekend. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Tomorrow is Hard Facts Awards Day. But in the meantime, find me on social media, S. Ezekwesili everywhere. Those are your Hard Facts. Lagos, good night.